Welcome to the Menstruality Podcast, where we share inspiring conversations about the power of menstrual cycle awareness and conscious menopause. This podcast is brought to you by Red School, where we're training the menstruality leaders of the future. I'm your host, Sophie Jane Hardy, and I'll be joined often by Red School's founders, Alexandra and Shani, as well as an inspiring group of pioneers, activists, changemakers, and creatives to explore how you can unashamedly claim the power of the menstrual cycle to activate your unique form of leadership for yourself, your community, and the world. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Menstruality Podcast. Thank you for being here. This one is especially for you if you've ever lost it in the days running up to your period. And haven't we all? Let's face it. Um, We explore why this kind of losing it premenstrually is actually a really potentially powerful moment. We're looking at the sacred role of premenstrual vulnerability in helping us to actually step into our power. It's uh, a really exciting time here in the Red School year because we've just recently completed this year's menstruality leadership programme with 129 amazing new graduates who are out working their own unique forms of feminine leadership, menstrual magic in the world, some quietly, intimately, some out there in the public sphere. And we're now actually getting ready to open registration for 2023. So today we wanted to talk about something, a topic that's really key to the programme. It's also the most popular topic on the podcast so far, which is the power of the premenstruum. I think it's so popular because so many of us find this part of the cycle challenging, uh, but we get that there's something big at work. And we're actually going to look at it today through the lens of my latest premenstrual losing it moment, which involved me yanking the phone out of my husband Aid's hands and delivering some day 25 truth bombs to the person on the other end of the phone. So thank you for joining me as I air my dirty laundry in public. <laughs> Love to hear what you think. Let's get started with how to awaken your premenstrual power. Good morning, you two. Are you ready to get premenstrual? Yeah. <laughs> I think I may be. A couple of us are already quite premenstrual right now. Let's do a cycle check in, but let's do a diff- slightly different one. Let's do a three word check in. So, three words to describe how we each are. Um, I'll start because, <clears throat> and, I, and I, I have to have a tiny preamble <laughs> to my three words because, of course, I'm postmenopause. But I am in an interesting place because it's coming to the end of the year and it's just a very grey day here. It's very grey. And there's the the phase of the moon that I always feel the most, obviously full moon I experience very strongly, but the what I call the void of the moon, which is what we're in now, because this new moon is on Wednesday, I think. So I'm in the real void of the moon, the dark moon. 
and I feel this one, and I feel today the emptiness. And, you know, it's very interesting. It's a very creative space to work. For. Sorry, I'm not giving you three words today. I, I can't do precision at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> There's a seriousness and a kind of deep presence. And it requires a lot of me. Mm. Four and a bit words, I think. Well, it wouldn't be you if it wasn't rebellious. <laughs> Thank you. How about you, Shani? I feel like you might be trying to tear the wild horses. I don't know if I can do the same three words either. Yeah, because I'm I'm cycle day 14, but I'm feeling very strong um resonances with what Alexandra is sharing. I'm feeling the place we are in the year, the season outside, this dark darkness of the moon mm. and being with both of you who are in this void place it's just I feel like I'm falling into synchrony with you both <laughs> I have this combination of I'm feeling expansive but also in a kind of unknown empty blank place but there's a good amount of a life force in my system. I can feel I have energy. Mm. And you, Sophie? Well, I've been really in the thick of all we're going to talk about in this episode premenstrually for the past week. And I'm now on day 28 and I'm waiting for my blood to come, which I'm expecting today or tomorrow, maybe. And I, it was so beautiful because I fell through the bottom of myself and the, all the anger and the churning emotion that was coming up for me into this place of bliss and softness and real tenderness you know I can I feel skinless right now mm. I feel very very permeable I have to be so careful about what's entering my field right now mm -hmm. and it and I do feel very blissful nice beautiful I feel us in, a inter in an interesting, soft and tender place together as we embark upon this conversation, which feels in it like a good atmosphere to have a fierce and big conversation about the premenstruum yeah. and how the premenstrual phase of the cycle can help us to step into our power, which I just feel is so core to everything you two are about in the world. This is so core to who you both are. Mm -hmm. There's, I wanted to kick us off with a quote from Wild Power. I think it's a quote from Wild Power. You dropped it into the document here. I'm assuming it's from Wild Power. Actually, it's a quote from something that we talked about on the Wild Power Immersion. I don't think it's okay. in the actual book. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're getting some behind-the-scenes info. Behind-the-scenes, yeah. <laughs> and you said, with awareness, the autumn, so you're talking about the inner autumn, the premenstruum, the autumn alchemizes powerlessness, victimhood, unconsciousness into responsibility, self-awareness, self-discipline, and the ability to really stand in your authority and be wise with your power and how you use it. Mm. Oh, can I just say, that's a bloody good quote there, now that I hear it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you loving about it? Well, it's very real for me in this moment, actually, because, I mean, I'm 
at the end of the moon cycle, but I am in this very um, stripped back place. So there's a lot of complexity of feeling in me because mm -hmm. I have slept badly last night and and not to put that out into the world, but to pull it in to me. So there's complexity in me because I'm at the, you know, I'm coming out of writing the book, which has held me for the last three years or so. Mm. And gosh, the discipline of holding the empty space and letting all these feelings come up. And when you're feeling a bit rough as well, it's kind of a masterclass in being responsible. That's what I'm experiencing. Mm. Mm. The thing that I appreciate about that statement is the naming of attention as being this alchemical um this alchemical capacity and the recognition that it's our presence within the disturbance and the powerlessness and the uh disruption and hurt and pain that is what transforms it into power it's an incredible thing to know it's so counter our conditioning it's so counter our training in some ways it's so counter our our sort of instincts as humans we avoid pain we dissociate or separate or disconnect from uh, strong feelings so th there's that layer of I want to call innocent impulse but then there's this other layer of maturity and self-awareness and holding that brings us into an entirely different relationship with these troubles in inverted commas mm -hmm. I've actually got a story from my premenstruum this month that might be fun to share and we could use it as a bit of a lens for the conversation because it's so relevant to this statement so we're in the middle of a house renovation with my family at the moment and we're having to live in the house while it's being renovated because of covid because of brexit because of lots of things um the prices have gone up and we have to be here so i'm living inside the literal ripping apart of my home and it really hit me this premenstruum there's this line from Lord of the Rings, Bilbo Baggins. He's very tired and he says, I feel like too little butter spread over too much bread. And that's how I felt this week. I can't take any more lying from the builders. You know, just consistently saying they'll come and they don't. My whole ground floor is covered in plaster and I've got a toddler I'm trying to look after. And then he got sick. <laughs> And he was literally throwing up on me, like mountains of clothes and sheets getting covered in sick. And our washing machine isn't plumbed in. So I have no way of washing the clothes for this beautiful little sick baby. And the builders keep saying they're going to show up and they don't. And I just reached this point on day 26 where I was inside powerlessness and victimhood. And there was a lot of unconsciousness going on. I felt blown about by the weather of all these other people who are in control of very important things in my life. And because I practice menstrual cycle awareness, I knew that this was a potentially dangerous, but also potentially powerful moment. 
And I was given an opportunity by life because aid, my husband was on the phone to the builder. And I decided with all this premenstrual rage, fury and power coursing through me to take the phone off aid and start talking to the builder myself. (laughs) And what came out, it was probably more polite and kind than I'm remembering because my critic tends to remember things quite fiercely. But I, I, I feel like I shouted and cried and said, we have a toddler in the middle of a building site. He's being sick. I cannot manage this. You have to prioritize us. You have to stop lying and you have to prioritize us. And he was shocked. I could hear him on the phone. Okay. Okay. I hear you. Yes. 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 Sure. We can. And I sort of put, gave the phone back to aid and I went off shaking and I went and took the dog for a walk to kind of let the, all the energy come out of my system. I'm really proud of myself in that moment because I knew what was happening in me. I knew the amount of emotional energy and therefore power that was in my system. And I contained myself, held myself because of menstrual cycle awareness. And I feel like I was able to transmute some of this victimhood into a powerful act. And I was able to hold it so much that it didn't just become a torrent of insult and rage and abuse and therefore destroy the relationship with our builders that we actually do really need so we can get this house finished. And I feel like everything you say in that sentence is inside this story. You know, I was able to stand in my authority, shakily, half crying, a little bit shouting, but I did it messily, imperfectly. Mm -hmm. What a brilliant story i'm sure we've all experienced some version of that and i'm sure we've all experienced the other version where it doesn't quite go according to plan you know where we get taken over and we unable to hold ourselves and take responsibility and we land up um really acting out and um putting it on the other and destroying something. That's the risk here is the destruction of something, someone or, or ourselves as the case may be. And what I, what I love in your story as well, Sophie, is the things that the premenstruum really gifts us. I can hear in your story. It's this, you really took your own side. That's what I'm hearing. You really took your own side. This is the situation I'm in. This is what I'm struggling with. And this is what I need. And with that, you really laid out the boundaries. Like, I can't take X, Y, and Z. This is not okay with me. <laughs> you know. And, um, and you asked for what you needed. And you were so fiercely truthful. You just called it like you're lying and it's not okay. That quality of truth speaking along with all the boundary setting and the self-responsibility and the caring for your needs it's powerful woof what do you think alexandra well i'm echoing you shani it's an amazing example so essentially that day 26 or day just the end of the cycle is our most vulnerable point where all our defenses start dropping So it is the moment where we can lose it. And in a sense, you lost it. And and Shani uh, sort of separated something out here by saying you you didn't act out. 
you you didn't lose it in the sense of becoming destructive and abusive or whatever either to yourself or to the people around you you lost it in the sense that you dropped all kind of self-censoring and all sort of politenesses all that kind of social yeah yeah the censoring and the filters that we normally have yeah censoring and the filters fall away at this point so you have your kind of truest voice that comes out at this point in the premenstruum but if you're not awake to the process of the premenstruum then your true voice just comes out as a torrent of destruction and this is this is the power of the premenstruum work this is how the premenstruum brings us educates us into our power mm. the premenstruum sort of releases our power yeah i just want to really acknowledge the disciplined work you've done over many many cycles sophie to build this self awareness but it's this alignment so you have an alignment with yourself which is forever growing and getting you know it's 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 a it's a, it's a keep evolving feast <laughs> process that one but there was this alignment that happened and this is what i love about this power that comes out in this point you could speak in a way you spoke in a very strong way you were very critical but when you're aligned with this power people hear you that's what i i remember from my premenstruum when you're aligned actually even though it's shocking and they're going oh you know and they because they're being attacked essentially it's a waking up for them and they don't kind of come back with shit or abuse or go well i'm out of here i'm going they can hear it that's what's so amazing about that power that's the sort of punchline i wanted to throw in yeah that is what's uh, amazing there is this in a way the lancing of a boil <laughs> so for the builder and for you there's been this build up over time you know of his unconsciousness and lack of care etc and for you of tolerating of tolerating of tolerating of tolerating so there's a sort of build up of something and then this truth speaking voice this unfiltered, straight-up authority lances that boil. And what happens is, as Alexandra said, it tends to be well-received or it tends to actually shift the ground mm -hmm. between you and in the situation and bring the situation or your relationship into a new level of something. It's... In other words, it's evolutionary. This catalytic power evolves things. So the question I have for you, Anna, um, Sophie, is what happened after this conversation? Like, how's it going with the builder since then? <laughs> it's good. So he's stepped up. Yes. He gets the situation that we're in. And he is showing up more. So now we know exactly when the plaster is coming and he's being honest. I said, so will the plaster be finished, be finished by Friday? And he wrote back, if I'm being honest, I don't know. <laughs> I thought, yes, he's yes. finally being honest. Yes. <laughs> and there's some vulnerability in that for him. It's not easy for a bloke to say, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. In, in his position. So yeah, he's being honest. Oh. And 
that's what I need actually I don't need a fake promise of something exactly ending I need to know what is happening so I know how to take care of my family around what's happening so it has catalyzed a new level of relationship with us do you know what I find so touching about this and it even brings tears to me Sophie is I think of what you freed up for him exactly yeah in other words he's had to like bullshit and you know like put himself under pressure and 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 sort of almost be faking and masking things and what you've done is you said to him be real with me be straight with me how incredibly freeing is that and this is what I love about this premenstrual power it liberates us all it's so beautiful like you said about the boil it's getting all of the dross and crap out all of the Unspoken. Lack of honesty, all yeah, all of the unspoken tension. Just clear them all away. Let's exactly. be human to human. I have a problem. I need your help. Help me. Yeah. And we're in dialogue, clear dialogue. I just want to capture that it's evolutionary. Mm. Mm. That power, that losing it power, has the potential when you're aligned to be evolutionary. That's really well articulated, Shani. And there's a bit of an moving through the eye of the needle piece here in that it's, and we're going to break this down in the podcast, but it's it's challenging to hold ourselves and to create that alignment so that the power can stream through cleanly. And it's also challenging to do it in a world which doesn't yet recognize at all the power that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the pre has been shamed, mocked, called hysteria um, subsumed inside the patriarchal culture that we live in. So this is PhD level inner work that we're talking about here, isn't it? And it looks different for each of us. Yes, absolutely. What we're talking about here isn't easy. I just want to acknowledge that this is, um, there is so, there is so much it takes so much. It demands so much of us. But this is what cycle awareness does, is it really tutors us in all the skill and awareness required to be able to transform the premenstruum uh, from this powerlessness into power. Um, yeah, and round after round, month after month of cycle awareness. This is, this is Alexandra and I often talk about the premenstruum as being big school. You know, it's re- this is really grown-up stuff. And if I may bring in a building analogy, as I want to do at the moment, I feel like menstrual cycle awareness is the scaffolding that allows us to climb on into our process and and feel held and secure. And what we're going to share today is a couple of the tools that within that scaffolding we can use to craft our way into this path of alignment and power. And to walk us into one of those Alexandra, you mentioned the vulnerability that is pretty much always present. It always is for me in my experience of the premenstruum. And as we know from our our good friend Brene Brown, she, you know, vulnerability is at the heart of. She's shown through her research that vulnerability is at the heart of all the good things in life: of love, of relationship, of courage, of meaning, of leadership. So, can you to help us to to break down the role that vulnerability is playing here in 
the premenstruum helping us to step into our power. Yeah, I noticed that to be able to speak about the vulnerability and how it of the premenstruum and how it can step us into our power, I realize I have to preface it by talking about the importance of receiving the affirmation and nourishment and the strengthening powers, uh, the sort of affirming powers of the cycle, particularly of menstruation. I think if you have, I'll say more about that in a moment, but so the premenstruum makes us more vulnerable. But if we're all very already pretty vulnerable and you know, we're not feeling so great about ourselves and uh, very under-supported in who we are in the world for whatever reason. Then that vulnerability uh, in the premenstruum is not great, can feel, what would be the word, Shani? Too much, really. Yeah, overwhelmed. It's overwhelmed. It's much and you are lost to it mm, yeah it's all all consuming all consuming so <clears throat> I want to just briefly put the context so that we can talk about the premenstruum the vulnerability that allows us to really um, find our power <clears throat> and grow into it which is um, that the first part of that, well, menstruation itself, if we're able to really drop at menstruation and have spaciousness for ourselves, and this is key, we can get this extraordinary experience of love and affirmation of ourselves, a sense of, oh, I'm okay. I remember it every month. It was so freaking sweet <laughs> to be restored to this, to feel oh, yeah, I felt like I was plugged into the universe. So I had this kind of goodness reminder every month because I carried a lot of shame. Mm -hmm. so, and then the first half of the cycle, that the building up of the energy, that just having chi in your system, just mm -hmm. having energy in your system feels great, is kind of affirming. It builds something in us. So, you know, and by the time we get to the, the summer of the cycle, there's a certain... Ideally, you know, one should have a taste of a little bit of invincibility. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I am good. I am great. <laughs> I could conquer the world. I'd love us all to have, you know, a little percentage of that going on. So can you hear how now I've got something in the system? So now I come to the premenstruum, which is big score. And the premenstruum is a sort of slowly uh, sort of un. Un, it's an undoing process. It's like, yeah, it's like you're being more exposed to the elements of who you are and to the elements of what's happening in the world. And it's that exposure that gives you the, what's the wording, Shani? I could fill in the blank but I want to just trace back slightly because there's one other piece that I'm holding, which I think really fits and sort of answers where you're going, which is part of this um, affirmation that happens in 
the first half of the cycle is also this, in a way, autopilot we go into of our kind of, of our habits, some some good, some not so good, but we can freewheel a bit where there's a lovely autopilot, which in a way holds us in a bubble. We don't have to kind of be as choiceful or mindful. We're in a way carried, we're in the flow of something. And part of what happens, um, which, which is where you're leading Alexandra, is this habituation suddenly gets interrupted and and when we kind of come out of like autopilot we see we start to see things because we haven't been paying so much attention (laughs) suddenly we see things and part of that seeing things is um, we're exposed to uh, detail and feeling and situations that had been outside of our awareness. So there's this um, waking up that happens, like we we suddenly become more aware. And with that more awareness, we're opening up well to ourselves and our lives, but we're also opening up to the world. So it's like that protection that we were in is suddenly stripped away and we're much more awake. And and with that comes a feeling of vulnerability because there's much, there's much more that we're dealing with. Yes. And I, I often think when there's more going on, it requires more presence. It requires more attention. Yeah. And which is often why, you know, we feel very irritable in the premenstruum is because there is suddenly so much more going on for us, so much more to hold, so much more to be with. Um, And that irritation is like a reaction because we're needing space. Yeah, we need more space to have more capacity for all that's coming in to our awareness. It's so honouring what you're saying because the world might say, well, you're being a bitch right now or you're being over hypersensitive right now and what you're doing is actually I feel so honored by it in my the week I've just had you're naming everything that's going on inside emotionally psychologically spiritually you're illustrating the truth of what's happening inside us which which the world doesn't see so grateful to you for sharing it because I can track it back in my experience of this month I was invincible in summer it was really loud, but I was still managing to get Artie up and out and out on our adventures, come back and set up his high chair in some random place of the house and cook him a meal using a toaster and a microwave like on my on my bed. And and it was just flowing. I just did it. And I was tolerating and tolerating and tolerating, as you named earlier. And then suddenly the premenstruum arrives and it's all too much. It's too loud. It's too big. It's too confusing. It's too overwhelming. And then the the response, well, the vulnerability in me pulled out this response to the builders, which changed things. And I love your reminder, Alexandra, of the the goodness reminder that we get at menstruation if we're able to rest and how that fuels the system to hold us through this. So can you speak about, we were talking about this earlier, how the vulnerability of the premenstruum, it opens 
us up we're feeling more where things are being revealed to us and the this vulnerability then triggers our defenses Mm, yeah and the inner critic appears as our first line of defense yeah that is a sure sign of defenses kicking in yeah when our critic kicks it yeah it's so interesting Alexandra and I were talking about this last week and I'd never seen it quite so clearly but the um the vulnerability that we feel is such an uncomfortable place to be but of course our defenses kick in when we start to feel vulnerable and um we start to want to defend um ourselves against the world but also we we can kind of turn that in on ourselves and the inner critic is of course such a um prolific feature of the premenstruum <laughs> It's uh, definitely got a seat at this table. And uh, we were just kind of marveling at how necessary that is as a way to um, meet the vulnerability. As Shani just mentioned, and as I'm sure you know, the critic plays such a huge role in our lives which is why we teach so much about the inner critic and about the premenstruum on this podcast. And it's a really key component of the Menstruality Leadership Program, which we've been chatting about today. It's the immersive leadership training that Shani and Alexandra have been creating and evolving over 13 or 14 years now. Each year we invite what always turns out to be a wise, diverse, passionate group of people to commit to illuminating the power of their own unique menstrual cycle awareness process. If you're intrigued to hear more about the program, we're actually offering a free webinar on December the 8th, Your Menstrual Cycle, Your Path to Purpose-Filled Life. I'll add the link to it in the show notes. You can also find it on Instagram. And if you're not on our newsletter list, you can go to our website at redschool.net and join it today as we're going to send out a link to join the webinar later on today. So I hope you'll join us. And for now, let's get back to how to awaken your premenstrual power. Yeah, I, I, I'm just very conscious in myself often. I mean, there's, there's criticism that's important to be spoken you know that your your criticism is an intelligent force in you but I'm also noticing how this criticism comes up in me almost as a kind of Pavlovian reaction and when I pause I realize it's because I'm vulnerable and it's a line of defense you know I'm and instead of being with the vulnerability um I am being critical yeah something of others or whatever or equally I could be of myself and the radical act is to be able to feel the vulnerability and to be able to stay with that to to position myself within that and um oh gosh it requires quite a lot sometimes to do that but can you hear how this is part of the 
well, the awareness building that we named mm -hmm. at the beginning of the premenstrual, but the self-discipline that's required. And there are some days I can do it, and there are some days I'm not so good at doing it. But I yeah. can do it afterwards. It's partly what the critic is doing when it shows up in defense of us like that is it's helping us take responsibility for what's really going on with us. Because often when we criticize others, we are abdicating responsibility. We're putting responsibility on the plate of the other. Um, you know, it's your fault. You're not doing it right, etc. And if we can catch those moments and really come back to ourselves and and be curious about what it is we're feeling vulnerable about, um, that really opens up the way to us being able to take um, responsibility for ourselves. And I, I think this is just the most brilliant thing to know because for me anyway, it helps me feel so much more compassionate towards other people who are being critical of me because I mm. appreciate that uh, there is vulnerability that they're experiencing, that they're struggling to hold. Uh, and that's really helps me to be compassionate. It helps me then to actually hear the criticism. Yeah. There's actually, you know, when I'm receiving criticism, I know there's something, you know, they're, they're saying it because they're an intelligent, unless I think they're a total idiot, you know, but they're not. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm engaging with interesting, intelligent people. <laughs> but if I'm getting criticism, it's meaningful. There's something really meaningful in there. But so if I can remember what Shani has just articulated, I feel this compassionate and compassion and I can somehow relax in my being and let myself hear it and um, be able to um, decide to hear what's actually being said and to be able to kind of digest and go, OK, what is relevant? Is this a valid criticism? You know, is there something I can learn here? And when I can learn to be with my own vulnerability more, it actually allows me then to come back rather than just react, because I can react with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, rather than just react, to come back with something that feels uh, reasoned or digested or, you know, thought through and, and is more effective. I think one of the great things about cycle awareness is that it cultivates this capacity to catch yourself when you're going down familiar grooves yeah. and instead choose a different path. For example, I'm feeling vulnerable right now and I'm going to guard that vulnerability instead of just going into this reaction. So I'm thinking of myself with the builders again. There was a ton of blame coming through me to towards aid towards them and towards myself so there was a critical conversation mm -hmm. going on inside around mm -hmm. why did aid choose this as a passion project for our family because <laughs> it essentially was his his like deep desire to renovate this house um <laughs> but instead of just going that idiot rah, 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 which I did a little bit in my head but thankfully I didn't do out loud I could come back to remembering well you know he's vulnerable in this too and connect to his humanity and then with the builders you know so much judgment they're all idiots they're lying 
they, I can't trust them. All build, all builders suck. You know, that this were these are the stories. And then again, I'd be able to come back and go, okay, you're feeling vulnerable. Well, they've they've taken on too many jobs because they're just trying to make a living. And all of those different, all of that sort of tempering that was happening is part of what enabled me to to be to wow. hold myself a bit in that moment of losing it. Wow. Mm. Great story. That's a great example, Sophie. Yeah. Because it's all happening in all of us most most of the time in the pre-menstrual, isn't it? The judgment's there, the blame's there, the critic's there, and thanks to menstrual cycle awareness, a capacity mm-hmm. to be a, to be awake to the processes and then make different choices. Mm-hmm. And to hold the tension. Yeah. Which is the core tool that we're talking about here. Yeah. It's the turnkey because when I think of, you know, that question, how does the premenstruum step us into our power? For me, the answer always comes back down to presence. To access power, we need to be present. Um, That's what it always comes back down to. And holding the tension is another way of saying, staying with what is actually happening it's another way of saying absorb yourself in the moment and in the experience that's happening and that then becomes the gateway to this power to this kind of new um access to oneself the incredible thing is and this is you know what happens for all of us over and over again is rather than um, experiencing an evolution through the premenstruum, we actually just dig ourselves into a deeper old story. Yeah. And we just hold ourselves in the past, essentially. We just kind of stay, you know, with our ball and chain around our ankle tethered to the, the story. And what shifts us from the past into presence is this capacity to really be with what's happening in the moment. And that then becomes this portal, this gateway to this fresh energy, to this kind of new awareness, to this, this, this new possibility. It's sort of, it really, it opens the way to something new. And that's what holding the tension does. Oh, I really just want to slow that down and pull that apart a bit, because that was, that was so huge what you just said that, And I know so many people will relate that what a lot of us do is continue to carve the old paths in the premenstruum. And again, no one, no surprise here, because there isn't a lot out there in the world encouraging us to do what you two are talking about right now. So we've got to be really easy on ourselves and really gentle with ourselves. And instead of, I love this, instead of choosing the past, we can choose presence and the presence is the gateway to the to the power and by power you're it's the gateway to the evolutionary choices that allow us to express more of who we actually are rather than the old versions of ourselves that we've been that we don't want to be anymore that old clothes that we want to take off and leave behind yeah Yeah. it requires spaciousness and slowness to be able to do this and of course that's what the premenstruum is wanting to do with us you you will you yeah. know you'll be going you could you know as you said you were invincible in the summer you could you were doing everything and then suddenly boom your energy changed 
and you dropped and you could feel yourself pulling in and suddenly you couldn't do all that. And that's the almost like the safety valve built into the cycle. (laughs) You can't you're you're going into a more vulnerable territory now. If you go in there and this vulnerable space is going to open you to your power in a way you've never done before. If you go in there with that summer, that ovulatory consciousness, that inner summer energy, it's going to be a shit show of reactivity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this this is this is the thing to know for anyone who's listening and who's practicing cycle awareness. And this is something we teach about on the menstruality leadership program. There are these different layers at work in our cycle process. And for us to be able to tap into this layer of power that we're talking about, this evolutionary power, which is, you know, our leadership, for us to be able to tap into that, we need to be able to be worked at these different layers of our cycle. So, for example, and we really get into this in the Menstruality Leadership Program, the foundational layer for the premenstruum is self-care, and that's what Alexandra was pointing to. It's like, what are my needs? How can I care for myself? How can I tend my nervous system? How can I create a foundation of holding in my in my body, in my being? Yeah. Because without that, can I just say, you're fucked. There is no <laughs> way you can hold the tension. There's <laughs> just yes. no way. Yeah. There's yeah. just no way. So really, there are these different layers at work, and we need to know, you know, how to let ourselves be worked at these different layers so we can get the foundations in place so that we can really start to bring in um, this level of working with our cycle, this much deeper level of alchemical transformation that's possible. Mm. I think this is why listening partnerships can be so profound because inside the listening partnership we get to speak uh menstrual ish yes (laughs) we get to unfold within ourselves how these different layers are at work through the particular challenges and triggers and invitations of that cycle month yeah because we need space to allow this to unfold unfold and find expression because it's a new language we're speaking yeah. The listening partnership is this amazing, it, it's like you push the world back mm. and you give yourself an allotted, you and your partner, an allotted time. And this is time just for you. No one can can intervene. No one can comment. Whatever that is, 20 minutes, half an hour, you know, even 10 minutes. It's so radical just having even 10 minutes. Let's say you've got half an hour to speak. And to drop, it's a spaciousness. Is that the thing about holding the tension creates inner spaciousness. But it's really challenging to do. And if you can set up listening partnerships, if you can have a listening partnership, there is a moment where you take time space that allows you to drop into yourself and feel what's happening and you talk in a sort of emergent we talk about talking in an emergent way you know listening in and the miracle of what happens in a listening partnership is you find your own wisdom you find your own you get your own insights I mean that is Mm. much more interesting than 
you know, shiny or eye saying, you know, it means this, that. That's just pouring in the end. Mm. Revelation of yourself, you know. Yeah. It's not that yeah. boring, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but, I mean, I, the reason people on the Main Strategy Leadership Program love their listening partnerships, and people have, Sophie, people have had their listening partnerships now going on for years. It's incredible. It's like these have been lifelong connections for some people. But it is that. It's like everything we teach comes alive in your own experience when you have the time and space to reflect on it like that. And, uh, you know, we, we, for example, we're talking here about holding the tension, which we haven't even begun to unpack in this conversation, but part of what we do on the Men's Strategy Leadership Program is really teach people how to do these things. You know, we get very practical. It's like, how do you hold the tension? What does that actually mean? Yeah. And then in your listening partnership, you get to, explore with your listening partner how that's going like what you try what worked what didn't work and what that revealed so um the the kind of harvest of your experience really has chance to be named and acknowledged people really get to see and celebrate actually the shifts that they're making which is another very powerful thing to really notice what's different in our experience yeah yeah i feel a desire to harvest some of the things that we've shared in this conversation about how to do this. Shani, you've named that something like holding the tension, it's a bigger conversation. I imagine we need a whole podcast about holding the tension yeah. soon. And, you know, and it's something that we unfold on the MLP. But let's harvest what we have landed here in this conversation. And I think the first piece is menstrual cycle awareness is yeah. core to allowing the premenstruum to help us to step into our power it's everything sophie it's knowing where you are in the cycle and knowing your own nature and needs and so on so i'm actually going to give an example of myself because i don't have the menstrual cycle but i live within cyclical consciousness at so many different levels and um, I, I, the beginning, spoke about, you know, where I am at. And um, the biggest thing for me right now is, is I'm at the end of the cycle of, of the creative cycle of writing the book. And this book has given me meaning and substance and drive and... It has just filled me. It's inspired me. And, you know, it's been it's been so alive in me. And there's nothing more intoxicating for me than being involved in a creation project. I just love creativity. That's my leitmotif, you know. <laughs> That's my thing. And it's done and dusted. I mean, you know, it's now I've got to care for it in the world and we're doing all, you know, we're running a menopause online course and that's really interesting and great. That's really uh, good. But I am mourning the loss, you know, I and I have held, it's, it's like a massive cycle that's come to an end because I've been holding um, this huge body of work for years and this is the final piece the menopause you know we'd articulated the first part in wild power and so mm -hmm. now it's like i'm a deflated balloon i am completely deflated and um 
I'm at peace. You know, there's a peaceness in there because I feel so happy about this book. I feel so happy about what I've done. Just feel so satisfying. But I am deflated. And I and and of course it's raining. It's the end of all it's coming in what it's coming into winter. It's got it's getting darker and darker. Actually, I like the season of autumn, but season the grey. <laughs> And I am so grateful for cycle awareness because I know about the void, which is what I'm in. And I'm actually, I know the void is unbelievably creative. It's it's where all my ideas come from. You know, I love, I'm so at home in the void, but there's a place in the void that is just plain death and empty. And when you're in that space, you're subject to all the demons and all the everythings and all the, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you know it I mean you've just been in it just with your menstrual cycle void yeah and I'm so grateful for cycle awareness shit because otherwise you can think your whole life has gone wrong mm. you could you I could go you know what the fuck's it all about yeah but I I you see I, I know I'm held in something as my little self spins around you know the the, the big self is actually at home, quite happy, knows what's happening. It's so beautiful what you're saying, because you're saying that, yes, menstrual cycle awareness is the scaffolding that helps us understand, those of us who have menstrual cycles, how the cycle month is unfolding. And it has so many other layers in that it can hold us through our creative processes. It holds us through the bigger arcs of our life. It holds us through periods of void and challenge. It's beautiful what you're saying. So practice menstrual cycle awareness yeah is number one ground for this you know there's a whole nother kind of school here which is what I want to call applied menstrual cycle awareness which is Mm. just how bloody practical all the learnings that we glean from cycle awareness are in all aspects of our life Yeah. yeah this is what so many people who dive deep into cycle awareness come out saying it's like I thought I was learning about my menstrual cycle. It turns out I'm learning the art of living. I'm kind of getting grounded in creativity and, you know, this relationship, how to relate, how to parent, yeah, how to lead. Exactly. The applications and implications are so widespread. They're huge. They're huge. I'm really looking forward to in our free event that we're going to do about the MLP soon to sharing some of the stories of how this has been applied by the graduates because it's phenomenal yes Yes. such a wide variety teachers psychotherapists founders of organizations yeah yeah so good okay MCA there's a cut there's two more sort of tools or practices that you named throughout this one being resting at menstruation because that is what enables us to have the well the, the resilience and the strength inside to be able to hold the tension and be with the vulnerability when as you said earlier in the conversation Shani everything inside us really biologically is saying move away you know yeah, stop this yeah. shut this down go eat some chocolate go watch telly like yeah. <laughs> go and do something different so that you don't have to feel so horrible and and we need fuel in our tank to be able to be with the discomfort yeah And the other thing that I want to draw out that you pointed to, which has been so key for me this month, is 
the, the self-care layer mm. that we have to take care of our nervous systems and do the work to understand what that means individually for each of us. And it's always an imperfect art, isn't it? You know, it's been so hard for me to get out into the woods and have a dog walk or to take five minutes to do some writing to kind of come home to myself. But I've had to be really diligent about carving out those even small pockets just just to have a baseline level of, yeah, okayness with the with the overwhelm. Yeah, it's absolutely 101. Nothing can happen without that level of care of yourself yeah yeah are there any final words you'd like to add in closing about how the premenstruum helps us to step into our power it's amazing how if you have a very if you're listening to this if you have a really difficult premenstruum it's amazing how once you do cycle awareness and you learn to care for yourself in all phases of the cycle how quickly it's possible to shift how the premenstruum, how you approach it, because often it's, you know, with dread, but there's a kind of a different energy that comes in. It, it, it actually can really transform the premenstruum. And we have this a lot from people, especially people who have done our um, menstruality leadership program. You know, they've said, geez, my premenstruum used to be my worst moment in the cycle. Now it's my best. I love it. And, and and there are other parts of the cycle I'm discovering are tricky. It is amazing. The power of awareness and a power of self-care and understanding the whole cycle dynamic because it sits within a context. That's, you've got to restore the premenstrual phase to the context of the whole cycle, basically. And I want to point people to a resource there, actually, because in our Power of the Premenstrual Phase episode, we really named that. So I'll link to that in the episode show notes. Yeah. Shani? I think I'd just like to offer um, something to do for anybody who's listening, who's thinking, how can I have a different experience of my premenstruum? And the thing I'd like to offer is um, for you to actually turn your attention towards menstruation and just be curious about if or how you can carve out more time and space for yourself to be still or quiet or rest or just to, yeah, be held. Because that is in a way, the starting place to transform your experience of the premenstruum is that. So if you're listening and you're kind of wanting something different, start with menstruation and we'll go from there. Mm. Yeah, and again, we have a great episode about that. So I'll link to that in the show notes, how to access the power of menstruation. Oh, thanks you two. So rich. Thank you. And I'm going to go and slide off into my into oblivion now. Oh. of my day 28 and I'll see you on the other side drift away Sophie beautiful thank you Sophie thank you thank you for joining us and listening today if you're loving the podcast, please subscribe to it and also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to get this podcast to more people.
It's been great being with you today and I look forward to next time. And until then, keep living life according to your own brilliant rhythm.